0: Bad Christian Podcast.
1: How's it going, Twerps? Thank you for coming back for yet another episode of the Bad Christian Podcast. I've said this a ton of times, but it is a really crazy honor that we get to do this and talk on the internet and you guys listen to it, download it, and like it. I was going in to visit a church today and somebody came out and they said, Hey, are you Matt? And I was like, Yeah And they said, I listen to your podcast. I think it's great. I turned to my wife immediately and I said, well, looks like I'm getting famous again. And that's a joke, really, but it is crazy to me that there's people that listen to this podcast and, and read our website and stuff that we do, and it's not necessarily attached to, oh, you're the guitarist from Emory or you're in that silly Screamo band. And yes, I am. But also, I have a podcast. that's very cool. In fact, uh, we've done a bunch of interviews lately. We have a bunch of incredibly cool guests on future episodes coming up and today is is one of the coolest of all it's LaCrae. LaCrae is a Grammy award-winning hip-hop artist. Uh, great to talk to. Very good interview. If this is your first time listening just because you wanted to hear the LaCrae episode, welcome to the Bad Christian podcast. My name is Matt. For all you guys that are new and everybody returning, there's the one promotional thing that I'd really want to highlight, and that is we're wrapping up the pre-order for the Kings Kaleidoscope Becoming Who We Are album pre-order. There's it's mostly vinyl packages that we're focused on right now. And uh, we got them going for a little bit longer. There's test pressing, special edition, standard vinyl, a really cool jersey t-shirt. Please help King's Kaleidoscope out by pre-ordering this album. You will get the album early if you pre-order it, and it it really does go a long way to helping us and them offset the cost to order all the vinyl and uh, get this thing rolling for when it's going to come out, which is going to be late in October. Also, I hope you guys are enjoying the fact that we've been putting out two episodes a week lately, one of these and one live episode from our Living Room Tour. We're going to continue to do so for the next couple of Thursdays. And thank you to everybody who came out to those shows. We had a great time doing it, and we'll be in your neck of the woods soon. Here we go. Three,
0: two, one. pit it! (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. I think we can do a little bit better than this. Let's take that. <laughs> wait, step wait, wait, up, wait, 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 wait. I think we can do a little better than this.
2: Okay, let's start again. Do the three seconds again, Toby.
0: Three. Two, one. Hit it, Cray. I'm from an era of fast living uh, and mass terror.
2: Boys covered in cover girls uh, like mascara. I don't got need my in the mask
0: I still make put got their hands up, up on on the My, my road manager, of uh, uh, you have uh, just sneaking up on a tour bus with a demo to handle us. When I was younger, I just wanted a chain. I would chain
1: All right. Welcome to the Bad Christian Podcast. We're here, Matt, Toby, and Joey.
2: What's up? We are live,
1: live in a... We're not live. I know we've been doing live shows, but I say live because the three of us are together. We're in a hotel room in Reno and Dubai. Wrapping up our living room tour This episode will be out, I know, in a couple of weeks But uh, we we just got done doing all these living room shows They were great We're going to be talking to Lecrae here in a little bit And uh, what was the other thing I wanted to say?
2: Well, his album's coming out September the 9th Anomaly, you can go to iTunes right now uh, Pre-order that Pre-order it and get some songs right away
1: Yep, I love doing these podcasts when we're all in the same room together Although I think we do a pretty good job of doing it over the internet, but it's uh it's especially easy when we're here face to face. Like that's yeah,
2: crazy talking to a lot of people over the week. A lot of them think that we sit in the same room. They're like, "Oh yeah. wait, Matt's in Seattle. Y'all are in Charleston." Yeah, it has but, been a cool week. Very eye opening, honestly. Uh, just to see how many people are listening to Bad Christian. Toby's theory. Do you?
1: Li- I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. But do you like doing it better live in front of people, or do you think this is more fun sitting by ourselves?
2: Honestly, I think uh, meeting people and hanging out and getting the connections and stuff is a fun entity in itself. The actual recording of a podcast, I feel very more comfortable in this setting, very much.
0: It's way harder with a live audience because I keep thinking, oh, man, we've got to be entertaining. We've got to be entertaining. We've got to be entertaining, and I don't feel as relaxed. Like here, I just think. I, even though I know people are listening, I'm just kind of trying to make you two laugh. That's what right? yeah. so I've done my, our, our whole friendship. I kind of disagree, someone, though. I some, like
1: the other better because it's such, it's such a charge-up to say stuff in front of people because a lot of times we say stuff and I don't think it's funny. And I don't know if anybody laughs at it or thinks it's cool, but in the audience, you, you get a, immediate feedback but on flip, how it's going.
2: But the flip side of that is, right now, we don't know if anybody's bored. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where, where if you're sitting in the living room, you look at people's faces, you're like, oh, damn There's it.
1: definitely some times during the show so far that it's gotten super dull or we made oh, mistakes yeah. and stuff. So oh, I think
0: yeah. that's the thing, though. Like I, I feel like I, I want to get comfortable with, not, somebody not having to laugh every time. Even if I'm trying to be funny, it's okay, because that's really hard to make everything you say completely funny and entertaining. I don't think that's what we're even
1: trying to do most I, of the time. I, I think know, people I, find us funnier than we're intending. Well, I, I, mean, you I guys
0: agree, even but it feels listen, like I should
2: try to do that. Y'all listen to podcasts uh, a billion times more than I do. In fact, y'all have given me a lot of crap for you. Yeah, you don't it, even listen to this one. Go ahead. <laughs> but uh, don't y'all even say that, that some of your favorite podcast guys – Deliver some boring episodes, but it doesn't matter because you're listening for the personality, for the experience. You know what I'm saying? Like y'all say, not every episode is going to sure. be great.
1: Yeah, I think if we did like five episodes a week, like if we did this like a regular show, then I would be that would be so cool because you'd be in good shape and good practice, and you'd feel really no pressure because it doesn't matter who the guest is today or tomorrow or if it's perfectly smooth or whatever. But I'd I'd love to. I mean, I think doing the live shows is just really good for the practice of it and the pressure of having to, to perform
0: i love that it gives me the juice but uh, we've been talking about too i think uh something that we're going to try in the future too is maybe having it in a bar kind of atmosphere we might do a live podcast from a bar or pub or coffee shop or something like that in the near future just to try that too to kind of get that radio party excitement feel and that would be really cool to bring up some of the topics that we normally talk about in that setting as well so i think we're going to try that as well it for me when you when there's a you know. 50, 60 people sitting on a, a living room floor looking at you, that feels a little bit more intimate, and it's harder for yep. me to
2: you know, really uh, go off on Joey's weight. Yeah, for sure. And uh, we're going to give a shout-out to Charleston, South Carolina, because we want to do this baby in a bar in Charleston. So let's give it up for Charleston, South Carolina. And you guys need to come out. In fact, email us. <laughs> this is, we don't know if it's going to be in Charleston, South Carolina, Joey. <laughs> It very well might be in
0: Charlotte, North Carolina. It could be in Greenville, Denver, South Colorado. It could be in no, no, no. Columbia, what, South Carolina. What I'm saying, Atlanta, is, what I'm saying Nashville.
2: is what you're talking about, we want to do in Charleston where friends and family can come. Well, we want to do it all I, over I, America. I don't want it where friends and family can come, personally. That's the worst <laughs> for me. I hate Actually, that. Actually, that's true.
1: I think that's the worst when you do ever do a tour or whatever. I never tell my friends about it because I don't want them to come. It's too much Pressure, like I know our fans like what we do, whether it's music or stuff like this. But I, I had hate it if like high school friends saw it on Facebook and came that weren't very familiar with what we do. Yeah, I hate, I hate that when that happens. People that I barely know come, or people I know from church, and they come. I hate it. You
2: know what's funny is when we first started doing this, and I'm getting used to this, but I'm not totally used to it. Is there's like there's like rules for pastors. There's like ABCs of pastoring. There's things you say. There's things you don't say. There's things that you censor yourself from, and. I realize initially I'm going to break all those rules, and a lot of my peers are going to be like, Joey should know better. That's dumb. That's an idiot move for Joey. And what, what rules are you talking about? Well, just like saying certain things, certain levels of transparency, admitting certain things, uh, using certain words, and those sorts of things. It's just like a lot of other pastors would say, yeah, you shouldn't do that. Joey should know better. And honestly, it's like a humbling thing because I do know better. I just don't agree. Well, see, I think that's the problem with pastor the role, like it's
1: I mean, it's really I mean, we have a pretty strict interpretation of what pastor means. I yeah. think biblically it's pretty broad and I, that's been highlighted to me this week doing these shows because the most encouraging thing to me are people that come up to us and have told me that they they've been out of church, they've been this and that or whatever and and our podcast has gotten them back into God or even going back to church, which is even even better right. and stuff like that. And, and I can't – when they say that, I think that's crazy or hilarious because you're saying that something we're doing, when we talk about Brett Favre's wiener and die <laughs> laughing about it, that that's somehow – uh, that's, let, so, how, that's somehow that. helping them, and that's, and that's because we're not doing like this to be – it's not a platform for preaching or even teaching. Or yeah, let's, let's correct that, so.
2: that uh, Dave Bazan's wiener, <laughs> Brett Favre's wiener, and a <laughs> no, pediatrician's wiener. <laughs> uh,
0: I, I think the thing about it is, too, is, yeah, we want to be ourselves no matter where we are. And, and, and you so should so be able to, pastors, right? Though, I know, that's what I'm saying. But that's what I'm saying. They can't, no, because, they can't. because the actual congregation wouldn't like it. I've but actually it, the, the more relaxed a pastor is on stage and talks about his weaknesses or makes jokes that he would there's tons of times where I've been around pastors are like man that guy's really cool because we went went, maybe went out and had a beer or had a coffee shop and just talking one on one I'm like oh he's so cool He's really awesome we're having some really transparent conversation he cannot be that way in the in the pulpit because I don't think people want him No to. The, and then they, Matt, want, they yeah. just want a generalized message
2: Yeah Matt I've actually had a pastor tell me that in counseling situations you can admit weaknesses and things you've done as long as it's a part of your past. That, w- that oh, was that his exact instructions. You can tell people the mistakes that you've made as long as you're not living in those mistakes right in the now. So th- there's just w- Who told you that?
0: Uh, Pastor Stephen Furtick. <laughs>
1: Pastor Joel Osteen told <laughs> yeah, you that. Now <laughs> it's
2: <was> Mark Driscoll. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think uh, we have, over this past week, we've kind of been forced to really articulate... Uh, what we're doing because one of the things that we did, we were at Joshua Fest. Everything
1: we've been doing doesn't necessarily work too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we we're exactly,
2: but uh, at at Joshua Fest, we we really just set out to sit in front of I don't know. You guys are better at numbers with crowds. What three or four hundred people? Fifty thousand? I was
1: good, <laughs>
2: <laughs> but uh, you know, just kind of talked about what we were doing, and I think we've been given a responsibility. We've been given a, an audience of people that want to listen, and I think that we're supposed to change the world. That's the simple. By cutting up? By cutting up, being ourselves, and I think showing Christians what Christianity can and should look like. And I also think people outside of the church should be able to see how Christians should be, because for. That sounds really arrogant. Why, when I explain this stuff, why does it come across arrogant? Because you are. You're Matt arrogant. and I
0: are super humble. And you're always like, "Oh, we're going to change the world. Oh my gosh, everybody's going to listen to what we say and do it." No, I think what you're trying to say, Joey, is uh, we don't feel arrogant, but also we're not trying to have a flock or be shepherds. That, no, that, that's not you know yeah. what I mean that we're not we're that, that that's the least of our concern. We are three people being friends and trying to figure out this life together, and, and that's natural and that feels real. I, I, it's not where one of us talks and the others go, okay, yeah, okay, we're gonna do exactly that or whatever. We we all make mistakes, and that's what we're trying to. show Well, the
1: best thing is that we in this platform, I and mean, we're, we're governed by a lot of things from the Bible to just general privacy to our families and and respect for other people, but. Essentially we're free to do whatever we want. We can say whatever we want on here. We don't we're not responsible to a, a company that owns our station that makes us say certain things or take breaks at a certain time. Yeah. And we're not uh we're not funded by people's tithe money in a sense that there's this big responsibility that comes along with it where you must see a certain amount of conversions or you gotta have this or you gotta do this, or you gotta do this. Otherwise what's the money for? Right kind of thing. So that's but so that's why when we say if people want to contribute to us or donate money or help us stuff or support us by buying things or paying what they want for all the free content we give we don't need we don't want that money if it comes with a uh if it comes with like a pressure or a price tag or or obligation. something obligation yeah. i mean we we are love uh we are listeners supported and that means that we take and in fact need. Uh, money from people we we give away almost everything that we do so we are we 100% asking everybody out there to please pay for these episodes if you think they're worth money if not totally take them for free and so you- we want to do that with everything that we can but is it, it and you if you want to support us and you think what we're doing is good that's great but it's not your tithe money to you know we're not going to you know what I mean? It's not yeah. It's not about that. It's just we make a product. We do ourselves. It's definitely entertainment, largely what we do, right? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah if definitely. you like this and want it to keep going, help help us do it. That's yeah. what we're trying to say. This is We are doing this for ourselves and for you. We do want to make money, but we also want to make a great product and whatever that is. And to be honest, it, it does sound a little arrogant, but we do want to change the world. We want a world of, within Christianity that is transparent and also doesn't look as crazy or different than uh, other humans on earth either. We want to reveal Christ in the most easiest possible way that's real and what he's doing for us
2: and here's what's crazy as far as the revealing christ thing we're not we're not calling we don't ever call this a ministry now is there a ministry element of it yes but there should be a ministry element of every single thing that we do and here's what i think is crazy is if you look at the actual gospel and the spread of the gospel it's exactly what you said matt um, Word. And, and that is that it did not depend on anything other than the gospel. And if the gospel was going to spread, it was going to be the message of the gospel and the people spreading it. But it wasn't depended on s- what? Structures and institutions de- and stuff like and, that? And people's approval. And people's approval. I mean, yeah. you could have hundreds of people walk away from Jesus saying, man, he just talked about e- eating his body and drinking his blood. I'm out of here. And, oh, yeah, here we are 2,000 years later, and it's the biggest religion yeah, if he, if
1: he, made, he made, you know, three, three big old barrels of wine for people that had been drinking three, three days. Right. So, you know, yeah, th- and he, people and may that, walk that away great that. And, and
2: he had And he had the highest level of church authority think that he was a drunkard <laughs> and a glutton because of those people. And here we are 2,000 years later, and it's still growing. Yeah, yeah I, that's a really good
0: point, too. I know this is a hair <laughs> off topic, but people really did think Jesus was a drunkard and a glutton. Yeah. So if they thought he's a drunkard and glutton, they thought that on some level did he have a big meal and had had a few uh, glasses of wine, and then the the right right wingers on on that Pharisaical side said, yeah, uh, you know that guy's messed up. He's yeah. messed up because that's what he is. And, and that's a really good point. Jesus wasn't concerned with what you thought about him. He's like, I'm going to live this out. You believe yeah. it or don't. It's right. your. It's, you you have the the right. To do this, I want you to believe this way. I want you to believe in me. I want you to know that I'm here for you. But if you don't want to do it, don't do it. I right. love you. I and you guys. I know we've talked about that too. But I think that's like one of the greatest loves of, in the whole world. To go right on, no, preacher. No matter what happens, yeah. Please sign up for the Dollar Club right now. We need you. We'd like to take a love. Let's start taking love offerings. Yeah, each podcast. <laughs> how, so man, how lame well, is no, that? I'll tell you, wait, wait, wait. How lame, how lame is a love offering? <laughs> <It's like laughs> I mean, isn't that
2: just like a, what does that even mean? It, it
1: falls in the category of hey, if stuff. Hey, you, if you love, give money. No, if you love me. Do you love?
2: No, basically a love offering no, is no. basically a, a missionary comes through yeah. and he gives but if you don't give, you, you don't love. Him. No, it, yeah, impl- yeah, it if implies if no, like, not, hey, not, not giving love
1: he not shame you
0: other. Well, I don't really love that guy. I don't love that guy. <laughs> I'm not we'll giving, just go, I only love you a
1: dollar's worth. We'll just we'll, go straight with a shame offering. <laughs> You, you should be ashamed if you don't, I mean, I will shame you if you don't give
2: us money. <laughs> so, hey, simple Saturday
0: night offering.
2: So as, um,
1: well, what I say about that thing, that falls into the category to me of one of those things that is just general Christianity that that exists at this point in time that people think, hey, that's Christianity, love offerings, offering plates, uh, you know, it's not necessarily something that is biblical or will be around in a hundred years or a thousand years? I think we have to think about that. Is what do you just generally accept as Christianity? Because it happens around people. There, you know what I mean. We need right. more stuff that's. We need more stuff that's not church, and that's what this podcast is. Is not church. It is not your church. Don't tell us this is your church. It's not. This yeah. is just. We're just guys that. Do this,
2: so Matt. What is you know? You keep we keep saying tossing around the word contribute and uh, Dollar Club and all that stuff. What is it? I mean, what what exactly? Well, we're just
1: figuring it out. But we people always ask us, "How can we you know give to you guys?" I always tell them, "Well, give." pay for what you think we're doing we want everything to be free we want you to pay if you think it's worth money because that's how we do it we just think it's super cool honestly to be able to give it away so we're trying to do that yeah and the more people that decide they want to pay and what they think it's worth the more we'll be able to make and give away yeah so if enough people want to give us money for stuff that we're giving them then we could charge for less and less stuff and we could make more and more stuff and we'll have more time and and stuff like that so we put together so we have a contribute button on the podcast page and you can go there and give even $1 a month is super awesome it's like right. a quarter a podcast episode right so that's super awesome and uh, you can give up to, you know, uh, I think the highest would be like maybe a million a month or something. We're not, you know, right. you can give a couple of million if you really want to. We're not going to be
2: able to keep doing this if we don't have at least a million at least a $1 million. Dollar contributors. Yeah, at least. We're just not going to be able to do By it. By next I mean, week. Don't By you think week, our family yeah. needs to eat? Yeah. I mean, good oh, Lord. But
0: but that is a good point. I think that this does take us away from our families. It takes us away from uh, a lot of stuff. And it's because we like it so much. We do feel like this is what we're supposed to be doing. But uh, we're never going to force anybody to pay if no. you don't if you don't like this fine don't don't you know keep listening and do not not pay any. I mean, you are a filthy scum and <laughs> 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 no, but but that's that's really serious man we th- what Matt said is true totally we, we want to try prefer. to get as much content, much free stuff as we can out there, but that involves you guys helping us do that. If you like this podcast and you think others would like it. At least tell a friend about it. Go on iTunes and like it and give a good review. Uh, you know, if you want this thing to go worldwide, you're a part of this. You're a bad Christian. Hey, move. it is technically it is already worldwide. worldwide. Well, why? Y'all,
2: y'all listen to this. I was talking to uh, Priscilla on the phone about an hour ago. And uh, is that when y'all had an argument? No. Nope. Speaking of being away from our families, Priscilla told she told me that Waylon uh, called uh, me and Toby's good friend Ryan Amick, dada. like he, he's called him dad. So we've been away. We've been gone for a week. And wait, but here's the funniest part is uh Priscilla didn't realize that she said William. She's just like, Yeah, William William actually actually called, right? It was kinda cute. What and I'm thinking to myself, my four-year-old son <laughs> called another dude daddy. Do, do do y'all
1: miss call your kids and like do you call Ruby Jessica and stuff like that kind of thing? Uh, like your oldest, grandparents yeah.
0: do. I c- always mess up and call one of my kids by our dog's name, Maybell. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the the worst one I've ever seen of that is because I always call I call often we'll call Bridget Georgia or Georgia Bridget. Like I'll mix those two up a yeah. good bit. I promise you, one time. <laughs> Bridget called Georgia Bridget. <laughs> I've never awesome. seen anybody do that in my whole hey, life. Hey, so uh w-
2: <laughs> when when we talk about giving free things away, here's an example of something that's going to be coming out soon. <laughs> Uh, for the uh, dollar, would this be for people? In I don't the know. We're gonna club? try
1: and give it away, but we want people to join for a dollar a month, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. It's but just a it's, dollar. It's uh or f- a, probably free or a dollar or yeah. ten dollars or whatever.
2: Matt, I would say even pushing. Yeah, it's it's almost been a year of Matt's infamous um, quote unquote. I don't know what to call my masturbation habit um, caused uh, a good bit of stir. But it, in the within the post, Matt said. That he understands this is also a female issue. No, no, no. Actually, uh, one of our female listeners or readers commented on it and talked about how, hey, this is a great article, but let's not forget the girls. Yeah, because women the same are so thing. underrepresented when it talks about sex yeah. and porn and, and masturbation. so, in and the comment section, Matt gave an email address for girls to uh, email their stories, and we've compiled um, uh, a handful of these stories that were sent in. And I mean, I'm telling you reading through these things, it just is so eye-opening how crazy sex and the sin that comes from sex and the hurt and the pain and the shame that comes from molestation, all that stuff, we've comprised, uh, I'd say, about seven or so stories of actual people that wrote us their stories. And you know what? Women I mean,
1: talking about masturbation. It's Christian women that are sex addicts and right. stuff like being, that.
2: being being molested and all that sort of thing. And, you know, one thing that I like about the book, and I guess there's a part of me, I don't like this part because it, it means that they're still struggling. But these stories don't necessarily end. And then Jesus fixed it yep. all, and now I'm fine. Uh, some of these stories, I would say, is from a perspective of I'm still in this crap. Yeah. Our good friend uh, Jeannie Mitchum came up with the artwork, and we really like it a lot. The color schemes are really good. It is extremely... Witty on uh, Jeannie's part, and some of you, it's going to tickle you to death, some of you, you're going to be very offended. But uh, it's beautiful artwork, but then you see what it's actually made of the actual artwork. It's, uh, it's, it's, yeah. So, I
1: think the, I think it's called the M words, real stories of women, uh, sex, females, females of masturbation, porn, and sex addiction, something something like that.
0: This book is about ready to come out, so we're going to be releasing it just in the next month or two. And uh, so be on the lookout for it. Uh, you'll be able to get it at com, probably amazon.com. But uh, it could be a really good Christmas present for somebody that uh, does not want to talk about any of their
2: personal It's a really good situations. gift for your mom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd give it to your mom and your dad. <laughs> <laughs> um a, another thing we're going to be giving away soon. Uh Matt could tell you more of the specifics t- on the timeline, but uh you guys have been asking like crazy, you know, what bands were including in the um uh compilation that we're putting out. It's called the lineup and it's a part one of of many other albums to come along these lines, but uh what how how many of the bands are folks that turned in demos? Is it about Oh yeah,
1: definitely. We've got a good uh Five to ten, at least, bands
2: that are people that submitted that are going to be on it. I can't wait to sign bands and some of
1: our bands as well.
2: There's just nothing more exciting than someone who, completely, for the most part, no one has heard. And yet, the three of us who all generally like music and appreciate it are saying this is really, really good, more people need to hear yeah, it. Yeah,
1: because I remember when we made our first Emory song, Shift, the first song that we ever made and right. recorded, we sent it in and we, to a million labels and got you know total rejection. We didn't know what we were doing. But there was a compilation yeah. that put it on there, and he wrote back and so said, we think it's really good. He said the recording wasn't that great, but... Uh, he was thinking he'd put on the compilation anyway, and he did. And it tells—I right. mean, I don't know how much that really ever did for us, but it was extremely motivating for us. And what so was
0: really cool is uh, the first band that the guys in May were in were on that compilation too. Yep. Are you serious? Yeah, yep. yeah. I so know. we both were, and then yeah, we—that band was called "Skies the Limit." Yeah, "Skies the Limit." yeah, oh, wow, that's pretty cool. And then they went on to be May, and we went on to be Emery. Yeah. So one thing that's kind of been interesting is being out on the road with guys. It just feels like whenever I'm out with the band or with you guys or something like that, I think since there's no females around, the testosterone starts getting crazy. Mm-hmm. We start trying to one-up each other. We start doing crazier Farting, we, <laughs> we start doing, you know, the, maybe a little bit extra profanity here or there. We try to one up each other, honestly, and just kind of get that frat boy mentality a little bit, just because we haven't seen each other, we don't live in the same cities, yep. and so just you seeing just, each other and you just, just having named a bunch
2: of-, bunch of horrible stuff, and then you said frat, you boy. know, like <laughs> frats. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that,
0: well, you know what I mean, like that. We we, we do. We become kind of like just you know just dudes hanging out, and I think honestly, not having females uh, is. It makes it harder. Yeah. Like if my wife was here or just, you know, we just need some estrogen. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it just makes you kind of calm down a little bit. I just think, you you know, you get that angst or whatever. So I, I honestly, even for me, I've felt a little bit weaker and like maybe lingering on uh, second looks. And, and honestly, lingering on a butt or a boob. Let's just get down to it. Like yeah. what, I, Second look seems less. I, I really am trying to consider things pornography uh, no matter, even if it's in real life situation, because it's I'm looking. At yeah, something we were in Starbucks yesterday.
1: Yeah, we were in Starbucks yesterday, and there was a girl in there that was very like attractive, well revealing clothing, revealing like you know kind yeah. of thing. It was like just she was just sitting there; she wasn't doing anything. Yeah. wrong. But we were all standing around, it was just like we got to. Yeah, I to just said, I got to get out of here, and I just walked out because yeah. yeah.
0: I just you know it's just it's just there, and and honestly, it's there all the time. And our culture is a very sexualized culture. But uh, what's so cool about
1: this uh, is the first time we've been on the road. B- This is the first time we've been on the road since we got X3
2: Watch, right? Yeah. So, X3 Watch is a computer software that you can get on your mobile device, you can get on your laptop, and uh, it tracks... When you go on questionable uh, websites, and it sends an accountability report, and even blocks it to Matt and Toby, uh, which are my accountability partners, but whoever your accountability partner is. So I'm assuming that Matt and Toby uh, got a at least one bad report for me over the course of this week. Yeah, I found myself uh, by myself and probably spent five minutes looking on my phone and uh, got some looks at some naked women. And, uh, yeah, definitely not a a bragging thing that I'm uh, proud of. And at the same time, I'm glad that my friends know that That really
1: sucks that that it happened while you're on the road. Do you think you'll associate that and feel like being on the road caused it or anything? Or do you Uh, think it did? Or is that incidental? I don't know. Because to me, it is harder on the road because there's real people you're interacting with. But I find still, and this is why X3 Watch has been great for me, because... The times that I've really slipped up and messed up has been has been when i'm on the road on my mobile device or my or my computer, even though I have those same things at home when i'm on the road. I guess maybe it's I feel like I'm farther from my wife or right. whatever it is, but having x three watch has actually i would say helped me even when i'm on the road, so I've kind of been thrilled about it having right. it even being on the road, but at the same time it's a it's higher stakes because you know people when they cheat on their wives do this kind of stuff or go to strip clubs it's Tons of times it's on business trips out of town. Yeah, totally,
0: totally. And you're just far away from your family. And, you know, uh, I I think for me too, uh, I want people to realize like Triple X Church, just like Triple X Church and X3 Watch, they support us. They think what we're doing is good. We think what they're doing is good, just like you guys support us. But we're not necessarily talking about this just to get money or do an ad. We really do believe that people don't talk about this. When you go on a trip, and you don't, talk, you don't talk about things, then nobody mentions it. Like, my wife and I try to have an open dialogue, and it's still hard. Uh, my wife tries to ask me questions about what I'm looking at, what I'm doing, and we still get caught up with our kids and this and this. And so that's what's so awesome about X3 Watch. It's just another set of eyes that is kind of keeping me accountable where it's like, yeah, man, you can go to this, but everybody's going to know. When everybody knows, you don't want to go. If, yeah. you, if you knew that you, no matter what, uh, you know, you're going to do this, this, and this, it just – you're like, well, shoot. So, Joey, in that situation. I give Joey we, big props did, yeah. for
1: being a, a pastor who looked at naked pictures of women this week.
2: True? You're giving me props for I'm giving
1: at you them? props for saying that right. right? on the daggum internet right. to everybody right. out there. I think but, that's correct. the mean, thing is,
0: Joey isn't a hero. Matt's not a hero. Right. Toby is not a hero. Jesus is. And these are <laughs> things that we struggle with. You may
1: be the only pastor this week that has said that he looks at pictures of naked women. On the internet, but I guarantee you're not the only pastor this week who's looked at naked <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Well,
2: I mean, here's the thing, too, and, and I just want to make sure that no one picks up the wrong message here, and that is we don't have a lackadaisical approach to this. I'm going to set out not to look at you know, naked women for the next we five years, it. 10 years, for the rest of my life. Now, do I think that's going to happen? No. But it's not something where I just see it as a little blip and no big Mm -hmm. deal, moving on. If it happens tomorrow again, we just have to get well. Thank you for
1: doing that. And maybe one of the reasons that Joey is talking about it now is because he knew that we would get the report and that our software keeps us accountable. So that software again is X3 Watch. You can go to x3watch.com forward slash bad Christian and get the total full version for half off, fifty percent off, at x3watch.com forward slash bad christian go do it today even one even if it saves you one time of having to confess to your wife you will it will be well worth the money and it's it's chump change i mean it's not expensive and you're getting 50 percent off so all right enough of this you guys want to talk to lecrae
2: yes sir. you know no, i do
1: joey tell him a little about lecrae
2: well lecrae is a hip-hop star um and there's no way of getting around the fact of him being an unbelievable star. His popularity is increasing like crazy. He's got a new album coming out, Anomaly. Uh, he's rubbing shoulders with a lot of the uh, big rap stars in the secular and Christian market, if you want to make that distinction. Uh, we're happy to have him here. Super, super talented. Great. We'll, we'll take a break. and We'll be back, right back with Lecrae.
1: All right, guys, we want to tell you about our new sponsor, Audible. Audible is the Internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment, providing digital versions of tens of thousands of audiobooks for download to your computer, smartphone, and MP3 player. Right
2: now, I'm, I'm actually reading a book called Redemption by um, Mike Wilkerson, awesome book, and it's not even that huge of a release. And I went on Audible and actually saw that they have this book on audio, so the selection is unbelievable. Yeah, for me, I went to Audible, uh, and I actually used audiblepodcast.com
0: forward slash bcpod because I want to support our podcast. and we hope <laughs> You want to support do our podcast. Yeah, I want to support our <laughs> podcast. Well, it's free. <laughs> That's what's so cool. Audible is so awesome because they're supporting our podcast. They have a free trial. Yep, they have a free trial, and uh, I love kind of the scarier End of the World books, and uh, I actually just recently read The Road, and uh-huh. uh, which is cool because you say read, but you listen, but uh, we were on a trip, and I listened to it. Uh, while we're on the trip and then at night in bed, because sometimes my book light bothers my wife, keeps her awake and stuff like that. And it's really nice to fall, mm-hmm. fall asleep to listening to a story. You can close your eyes, listen to the story, really be engulfed in the story. That's what Audible provides. It's just a you're real. You're into it. Yeah, you're just totally into it. And someone's reading it to you. I love the scary books like Stephen King books. all this stuff. And when, they're, when someone's reading it and it's this really kind of creepy male voice that's reading this scary part of a story, I just get so involved. It's, it's, I, and the images are in my mind, but I'm listening. It's almost like listening to a movie, and it's really cool.
2: Yeah, I mean, this is one of those ways, too, that you guys can really help us out as far as just promoting the sponsors that, that we're promoting, and, and this is a huge win for you.
1: You can get a free audiobook if you go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash bcpod, and we really, really are asking you to do this. It is a big favor to us. It'll make us look good for our first um, really big corporate sponsor. So please, it's free, and we, we're really asking you to support us in this way, to go sign up for a free trial at audiblepodcast.com forward slash bcpod. You have to go through that link. Yeah. And it's really easy to sign up. If you already have an Amazon account, then uh, you, you have a login sitting. You just use that login when you get there.
0: Yeah, support this podcast by going to audiblepodcast.com forward slash bcpod. You get a free book, and you get to help this podcast keep right on chugging along.
1: Listen wherever and whenever you want, just like the podcast you're listening to right now. And don't forget, you get a free audiobook of your choice when you sign up today. AudiblePodcast.com forward slash BCPod.
2: And we're back. Yes, we are back. All right. Hey, Lecrae.
3: Yes, indeed. How's it
2: going? Good, man. Good. Um, I'm just gonna say this, and Matt and Toby's gonna laugh at me again. But I, I love your stuff, man. I mean, it's just oh, right um, on,
3: man. I appreciate that.
2: Pretty, pretty cool. So, um, let's just jump right in. Uh, what are you super excited about, um, as far as your newest album and its uh, anomaly? Right, coming out September the 9th
3: Yeah, <laughs> man, I'm so, really excited. Uh, yeah, go, oh, go ahead.
2: Yeah, like uh, guest appearances. I see you have Carrie Joby that's going to be singing. Like, who are, Do you have any other guest rappers? And uh, musically, do you head in a different direction? I mean, the stuff that I hear sounds pretty unbelievable.
3: I uh, appreciate it, man. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm really excited about it. Um, it's already. I mean, you know, just in terms of the excitement surrounding it, is really like encouraging. Yeah, um, I'm I'm glad people are really taking a liking to some of the songs they've heard. Yeah, I think it's probably definitely my most personable album, personal album. Excuse me, I, I, I I'm I'm putting some stuff out there that I've never told anybody, so I had to call my mom and tell her before I put some of this stuff <laughs> on, on the album. That's awesome. So That's awesome. Yeah, um, but I, I'm just a big believer that if you put yourself out there, you know, you free up a lot of other people. So, yeah, you know, there's always somebody else who's wrestling with some stuff. That yeah. They just need to know somebody else
2: dealing with it. Yeah, you know that's. Let me let me back up a little bit because you know, as far as who we are at Bad Christian and everything, I mean, that really falls right in line with what we do and what we're about. Just being real, getting past the BS. We kind of we we take the approach of if Jesus is Lord, then let's just be honest and real. And Mm -hmm. uh, we're intrigued by your hip hop because that's what we see with you and you know you're rubbing shoulders with guys like big crit and saigon and guys like kendrick lamar tipping their hats to you and everything and why why do you think that that um pushes buttons with the church like it seems like of all people we should be clapping our hands saying man looks like lecrae's following the footsteps of jesus but it bothers them why i mean in your opinion why does that bother the church
3: yeah i think um Some of it is uh, is self-righteousness, you know. Um, I mean, that's really what a lot of it is. And and really what it comes down to, I think, is is fear and pride, you know, which are both uh, sins in themselves. So you got people who are just afraid, and they're afraid that, uh, you know, you can't do what they can't do because they're like, man, there's no way in the world I could do that because if I did it, I would stumble and be— you know addicted to pornography tomorrow just for just for being in the same room with these people um <laughs> so there's no way you can do it <laughs> you know what i mean um and so they they've just casted their own fears on me and mm-hmm. their own struggles on on other people and um and that and you know and it's not to say that 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 those aren't real issues but it doesn't mean that uh you know it's we're the same in that regard um and then the other one is just pride. Some people feel like they're better than others because of what they avoid and yeah. who they don't hang around. And, uh, yeah. and you know, and I think that's that's sad, you know, that we would say, well, I don't want to hang around him because, you know, it makes me look better. And, and honestly, the the only difference between you and anybody else is the grace of God. So, yeah. you know, you're only righteous because of Jesus, not because of who you hang around or who you don't hang around. Um but, yeah, I think that's what it comes down to. People are
0: afraid. Yeah, I totally agree, man. Uh, we have come into contact with that so much. And just, I mean, like, I, I love uh, that message of, man, why is somebody trying to stop you from from going out into the world and being a real? And, and, and here's the next step, even. We're going to sin regardless. If you stayed away from every person that's not a Christian for the rest of your life, you are going to be a filthy sinner. I am. You know what I mean? And, and I feel like – I think you're exactly right. There's this pride or this safety in, hey, let's just go to this building only. And it. Yeah. And once somebody believes like we do, they can come in. And I just get so frustrated with it because you can't th- – those are the same people, man, that will – well, they, they just want to hear what they want to hear. You know what I mean? It's not even – sometimes yeah. I get I get scared that it's not even the message of Jesus. They just want to hear the gospel the way they want to hear it. Otherwise, that's wrong, and, and
2: they could be so critical. Yeah. Yeah, and what you, what you said as far as our righteousness being Jesus is, I mean, that's, that's why we call ourselves bad Christian, because we feel like that's not denigrating the name of Jesus. That's basically calling it for what it is. Hey, we are declared righteous, and yet we still mess up. That certainly doesn't make us good Christians. And I'm thinking, yeah. well, if we're not good, then... Hey, we're bad, but we have a great Savior. You know, I mean, so it, you know, and I understand people's pushback on the name and and that sort of thing. But look, it sounds to
1: me right. like uh, you you probably have some pushback and stuff from the church, but it seems more than anything that you've been able to really walk that line and overcome and push people's boundaries in a way to where you're comp- you are embraced by the Christian community and the secular community. Um, would you say that's the
3: case? Yeah, it's been a it's been a tightrope walk, you know, and it's not been without his issues and his struggles. But, um, you know, you, what I I think with the church, the the best thing that I had going for me is a rapport, you know. Mm-hmm. For the longest time, it was like, well, he's one of us, so no fear. And then it, when I popped up on the scene with uh, doing some stuff and outside of what the realm of their kind of approval. Yeah. Then it turned into, wait a minute, what's happening? But the yeah. world or people outside of the church, they were just as intrigued. You know, they were just kind of like, what in the world are you doing over here? You know. Yeah. And then it it kind of turned into, but you really do, not only do you you understand what we're about and what we're into and what we, you know, our craft, you care about us, and so you're yeah. not just over here, you know. Because you want to be accepted by us, you you just genuinely care, right? And so um, I think it's it's just taking some time, and and the more comfortable I became in my skin, uh, the more comfortable everybody else became around me.
1: How do you feel when you're hang hanging out with the secular uh, hip hop crowd that that's that a lot of the the Christian world would say, man, that must be super rough? Do you hang out with them in in a friendly capacity where you just actually chill and have a good time with those folks?
3: Yeah, and and they're very respectful of who I am and what I'm about, mm-hmm. and you know sometimes to the degree where it's a little awkward, you know, like <laughs> I, I think I think sometimes people the church thinks that I'm I'm hanging out with everybody, and they're like, you know, you know, passing me the, the needle, like, hey man, shoot this in your arms, great, <laughs> you know what I mean, and uh, but most of the time I'm around people, you know, outside the church, and they're just. You know they're hanging out, and they sometimes they have a question about God or something, or sometimes yeah. they'll, you know, they'll cuss and say, "Oh, I'm sorry." I'm like, "Listen, man, hey, you know, I, I mean, I appreciate you feeling like I need to respect you in some regard, but at the same time, like, I'm not here to condemn anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know I may not condone everything you do, but I'm not here to condemn That's anybody. Good. And you don't no. use
1: any foul language or cuss words in your on your records, correct? I
3: don't.
2: Now, now T- Toby, I thought had a really good question before going in this, and we actually debated whether or not we would ask you. And I think just given the how the conversation's going, do, I don't you don't use the N word on your albums. I don't think so, and I know other Christians have had the reputations of doing that, like Gospel Gangsters and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, first, am I correct that you don't? I don't. And right. Is there is there like a philosophy behind that as far as why you would not?
3: Well yeah, I think I think if you don't have to then yeah. you know every, you know everything is permissible not all things are beneficial and yeah. if you know that it causes an issue for people um and you don't have to do it then yeah. you know why do it you know yeah. what I mean that's kind of my thought process behind it you I know, wish I'm we always, could learn that kind <laughs> of tough strikes against me <laughs>
0: Yeah, we're not like you at all. Yeah, we we always cause issues as much as possible. (laughs) Will you mentor us? Yeah, can can you be a big brother to Uh. us?
2: (laughs) Hey, so, so, so tell me this. Someone says, look, you've got Big Crit on your album. Someone sees Big Crit on your album, then they go to iTunes, they buy Big Crit's album, and then they hear him talking about doing this girl, doing that girl, you know, this and that. What what would be um artistically <laughs> <laughs> what would be your response to a, a church youth group pastor that says, Man, that's messed up. I'm I'm trying to protect these kids and they see big crits on there, they respect you, then they go listen to Big Crit and I I'm a big big crit fan, by the way, but how would you respond to uh, that sort of critique?
3: Well that's a layered, you know, it's a layered answer. It, it's it's yeah. got a lot of layers to it. Um you know, on one layer I would say um, you know, first and foremost, that's the parents' role and responsibility. Right. You know, uh, that's you know, parents need to be parents, and yeah. there's no way in the world my kids are gonna just get to listen to whatever they want to listen to. I, I monitor right. what they listen to, you know, right. because I care about what what my kids are listening to, and there's some stuff I don't want them exposed to. So, yeah. uh, I'm not your parent. You know what yeah. I mean? That's not, like God is not gonna hold me accountable for parenting. You know, your youth group. Um, yeah. so that's, that, that's one layer of it. And that's not, that's not to say I don't care because I do care. Right. Right. Um, but I really want parents to be parents to so be responsible. Uh, and then another layer to it is, um, you know, music is not a pulpit. It's not, I'm not a pastor preaching a sermon from a pulpit. And so right. if I was, and I pulled up, you know, Johnny Drug Dealer from off the street and told him to come up and preach a sermon, well then, yeah, I think you have cause to be upset.
2: <laughs> <Right>. But
3: uh, <laughs> but music, it's art, and it's a conversation. And and yeah. if I can't have a conversation with, with somebody, you know, who misogynizes women or sells drugs, then I, you're asking me to not walk like Jesus walked. And yeah, so yeah. I'm, I'm having a conversation, you know, on a song with – Somebody who I consider a friend, who who has issues with the church, and and uh, and so we're having a conversation for the world to to peer in on, and uh, and that's really what it comes down to. And yeah, and
2: yeah. I would you know, think it's the saying...
3: same. Go ahead, sorry. Yeah, go ahead.
0: Uh, well, I'm just saying exactly what you're saying, exactly right, what Jesus would do. If that's the case, then Jesus hung out with prostitutes, and that must have meant he condoned prostitution. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, it, 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 that, that makes no sense. He hung out with them, not to be changed by them, but to, in fact, change them and, and to show them humanity and show them love and grace and forgiveness and all that stuff. Yeah, but here's yeah, hey. the
1: question there. If that's the case, could, is it possible for Jesus to actually have enjoyed his time and company and thought that those prostitutes or those people were awesome and fun and funny and enjoyed chilling with them and doing having conversation
3: oh. man or was look it here, just man. a I'm mission sick. field
1: only you know
3: yeah i'm those are his friends you know and they and they said jesus his son of man comes around eating and drinking they call him a glutton and a drunkard mm-hmm. and yep. you know his first miracle is 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 turning water into the good wine yeah you know what yep. i mean like that's his very first miracle and yep. uh some people will say well, well man, Jesus. Why would you, they were already drunk, like halfway drunk? Why Three would you days of partying already. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now you got them even drunker. So now are you saying that Jesus condoned their drunkenness? I, yeah. But he was saying, no, there's a bigger picture in mind, right. and that's really what it comes down to is, this, man, I, I have a bigger picture in mind, and so you know sometimes you you you're looking at the small details instead of looking at the bigger picture.
2: Yeah. Hey, speaking of kids, I've got my girls. One's eight, one's six, and they're learning the lyrics to turnt up because they just think it's such a cool song. Now, they have not asked me what twerking is yet. So when that comes up. (laughs) Hey, hey. (laughs) Let me ask you this. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's on me, right? Hey, let me ask you this. Um, And this is something that I've always wondered because I'm I'm huge into hip-hop, and, uh, I mean, I listen to – uh, probably more I guess what Christians would call secular hip hop than Christian. Uh, one one of my favorite guys, um, uh, alongside you that are believers is Theory. Has it like I love love Theory. Oh, Has Oh yeah, yeah,
3: Theory's a monster.
2: Yeah. So some of the stuff that like I, I'm into Saigon and uh, I'll just use him as an example. I don't need you to talk about him personally, but so you have Saigon that's rapping along with you. You're both talking about God and. The man upstairs and jesus forgiving sins and all that stuff and obviously saigon doesn't necessarily live the life that you live or at least it seems to be that way from a lyrical standpoint i mean that and that happens in a lot of albums such as outcasts i mean i i've heard um big boy talk about the gospel message to a point where it almost brought me to tears in his newest album and obviously You've got other songs that are just talking about being with girls and and all that all that sort of thing I mean what would be your explanation of the of the secular hip hop industry as a whole with with guys that preach Jesus and have kind of a lifestyle that doesn't line up with with Jesus at all?
3: Yeah, well, I think a lot of times people got have got to realize um you know. Folks like myself are an anomaly, no pun intended. Yeah. But, uh, yeah.
2: <laughs>
3: you know, I, I, I've i been blessed and been fortunate to be to be kind of wrapped up and taken care of inside of a very consistent Christian community. You know, who, yeah. as soon as I got saved, it was kind of like they scooped me up and said, now come let us show you how to live. Like people really discipled me. Yeah. And, and a lot of guys who come to the faith, no one's gotten in their lives to disciple them. You know, they, yeah. they may have come to Jesus and they just go to church on Sunday and they and they get what they can and keep it moving. And um and I think until you're willing to get out there and put your arms around some people and teach them how to how to, to walk this out. Right. Um, you can't just stand back and throw rocks from your your ivory tower. That's you awesome. so your assumption.
2: So your assumption would be I mean, obviously, we don't know people's hearts, but your assumption would be, well, big boy understands Jesus. He's a Christian.
3: I mean, there, there's some people that I'll definitely say, man, this this dude is—he shows the fruit of a believer. Yeah. Um, But he, you know, it it because there's actual conviction behind some of the stuff that he's doing, and he feels torn up about it, and he hates it, and he's almost yeah. his like that's awesome. But at the One same time, he's, he's willing.
1: Yeah, but he's also says talks about it in his lyrics, and that's a that makes his art actually good because it's honest as well. So both of those yeah. things are part yeah. of honest art from, for him.
3: Right.
2: So in your in your opinion, uh, Lecrae, how close are you of of finding your play pl- finding yourself in in uh, your music career to where you're pretty much embraced in in mainstream hip hop, such as a Kendrick Lamar? But people just say, "Oh, well, Cray, Cray's right up," you know, he's right up there with Lamar. He just talks about Jesus, right. where Lamar doesn't. I mean. Because I'm telling you, that's unprecedented that you're even close to that. And at least from a fan's perspective, it seems like you're knocking on that door. Would, would I be right? And and that, uh, I wouldn't take that as bragging as much as just calling it what it is and what God's doing, you know, through your music.
3: Yeah. I mean, I, I aim to get as, as, as close and as involved as, as the Lord will allow me to. Um, I, I mean, from the outside looking in, practically – I would say it'll probably be someone else besides me that'll really walk in that world and really, I feel more like a John the Baptist type of character. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. I think it'll be somebody else besides me because the stigma's real strong with me. It's really, really strong with me. And, um, and, and because of that, I have to keep breaking down door after door after door, but I'm, I'm hoping someone will come after me and just walk through all of, you know, it's like yeah. oh he already broke that door down. Yeah. Here I come. Here I come. And, and yeah. there'll be, firm in their convictions and and their faith, but they'll still uh you know kind of walk amongst the people and 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 be, you know, um you know, embraced it to a degree, uh, embraced enough to be heard.
1: I'm thrilled to hear you say that. That's that's really a similar thing that we've seen in the punk and hardcore uh scene maybe over the last 10 years. 10 years ago when we started playing, it was like if you're a Christian band, it was just like, no way, Jose. And then we've seen yeah. – not, I'm not saying claiming we're responsible for it, but we've been involved in it and seen the culture totally change to where, at least in our smaller <laughs> genre of music than yours – Uh, Christian bands or people that are Christian can be widely accepted because that we put some really good art and some talented people in there and now it's more open than before and with the internet and with podcasts and all the stuff that's happening I really do anticipate and we all want to be part of the same thing just breaking down doors and we really do think that in the future this uh, Christian culture that we have is going to be a a much nicer more livable lovable uh, loving community so that's great I'm thrilled to hear you say that
0: yeah, yeah, I love what you're saying, too. Oh, man, we're, we're giving you a lot of love here, but uh, I just I just think the thing that I love is we don't have to be afraid. What you're saying is I'm an artist. God gave me a gift to create something, and I love it, and I want to do it, and I want to create it, and I want to make it good, and that should not have boundaries in a sense of me being afraid that I'll lose my Christianity. If that's what people are afraid of, if in Mark. essence, like if you hang out – with a rapper that might not be a Christian or at least have the same exact beliefs as you, that you're going to lose. You know, you're, you're going to lose. Like is Jesus right. that weak?
2: Jesus is not that weak. I mean, Satan's going to lose. The, en- the enemy is going to lose. We don't have to worry about that. Yeah. What would you say, Lecrae, to pastors that I've heard pastors say this? Uh, what would you say to a pastor that says, man, I sure, I sure hope uh, Lecrae doesn't fall. I mean, obviously, uh, well, I'll, I'll just let you answer that. I mean, how, how do you how do you hear that? And most of them are very overweight.
0: Go ahead, Lecrae. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Hilarious. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, well, I would say, you know, um, I, I'm very well aware. I'm, I'm not some rogue, renegade Christian just out here doing my thing. I'm very well aware of all the the issues, the struggles, the temptations. Um, I have a great systems of accountability around me. Um, I, and I'm very honest with myself. I don't trust myself so they don't have to worry. Um, you know, I, I, I already know, I, I already know how, uh, capable I am of falling. And so because of that, the, the necessary precautions are always taken. Um, but at the same time, you know, I, I, I think there, the, Jesus called us to go and, uh, he said, "Upon this rock, I'll build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail." And and I don't know if people understand, but gates are meant to keep people out, yeah. not to keep people in. And so, if hell has gates and they won't prevail, that means hell wants to keep us out, uh, keep us from keep Jesus from establishing his church. And and he says, "Upon this, I, I will establish my church everywhere it needs to be established, and hell's gates cannot protect, um, you know, people from 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 filling." the the power of who I am. And so I'm here to storm gates. I'm here to kick in gates and yeah. walk through them. I'm not here to play in my little playpen and, yeah. and, and stay hidden from the world. And, um and I think that's the, that's the message we we need offense. We're so defensive. We, we never talk about offense, you yeah, know? Yeah. And always. so it's, it's always defense, 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 you know?
0: So on your um, new record, and, oh, sorry. go ahead. Sorry. I thought no, you yeah.
3: Talking. Yeah. La- last thing I was going to say is just that I think a lot of times we're we're so focused on preaching sermons that help us to watch our attitude when we're dealing with our coffee barista. We don't we don't talk about anything more, a little more radical. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, come on, man, give me something I can wake up in the morning and be excited about. Oh, Lecra- I, Lecrae,
2: I we we need you to just be a part of Bad Christian now, man. Yeah. I mean, you're speaking our language yeah, totally. <laughs> hey, and I, I want you to know too, as a fellow brother in Christ, man. We love the church. We do not set uh, like Toby and I. We work at a megachurch. Matt uh, has been for the last handful of years, and uh, we we have such a healthy uh, culture at our church to where the conversation's open. We're all about, you know, finding people uh, that need Jesus, and so, uh, you know, Toby and I are given permission to just speak openly with things that we see that need to change, and uh, that sort of thing, Toby. I think you had a question about yeah, anomaly. Yeah, and
0: going going back to your new record, Anomaly. Um, you were saying you were being more open, and you even had to talk to your mom about it. What a, can, would you want to reveal a little bit about how how uh, harsh Are that you gets asking on for some of the topics, Toby? Are you asking well, for how, how dark does it get? I mean, how, how 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 deep do you go with some of your history?
3: Yeah, um, it's a lot of stuff on there. Um, one thing I, one thing I will reveal is um, you know I, I pressured my girlfriend um, years ago to have an abortion and um, and you know, I just talk about how that affected us, you know, wow. how it affected me and um and just kind of some of the the, the things I wrestle with in that. and and you hear a lot about women who have had abortions, you don't hear a lot about the men who may have been on the other side yeah. um like pushing them, like, mm-hmm. you gotta yeah. do this, you know yeah. and uh and I was that guy, so yeah. you
1: know the more you, you never really think about that, like you said, but when you really think about the the responsibility of the man there, you know, if you believe abortion is wrong and and even murder, then, man, that is a super heavy, intense thing to talk about in, in there. Thank you for sharing that. How old were you when that happened?
3: Oh, uh, man, that was back in 02 so that was almost, shoot, that was 11, 11 years ago. I was wow. still in school.
0: <laughs> stories like that just make me respect you even so much more just because you don't let it own you. You own it. You give it to Jesus. He owns it. He destroys it. There's no shame in Jesus. That's Absolutely. always the enemy. Mm-hmm. So that just being free to be able to talk about those stories
2: is just amazing. Man, but we'll let you get Absolutely. off here. Thank you so much, man. We really appreciate no, it. No, pleasure uh, is mine. I love it. I love what y'all are
3: doing, man. God bless y'all, man. It's a pleasure.
0: Yeah, thanks so much for your you time, too. Lecrae. You got it. God bless. You. All right, bye-bye.
1: All right, guys. Man. That was our interview with Lecrae. I enjoyed that very much. Pretty smart guy. Pretty interesting to talk to.
2: Yeah, for sure. I was pretty nervous going into that. I really am a huge fan of Lecrae. I've already pre-ordered the album, and uh, I just... Uh, that was that was an honor. Even though maybe we'll never talk to him again, so he you, likes what we're doing. That he awesome. said it. We got that quote from do him. You, that's do, right.
0: you, do you buy all albums? Like you don't download illegally? Do you? Like that's kind of like a thing, or do you?
2: Yeah, it's kind of like a thing. I, I mean. Yeah, I mean, you don't ever talk about it it or,
0: like, you know, talk bad about people that do it, but I've always known you. You pretty much do really support music, like, financially.
2: Right.
1: I mean, you are a big Lecrae fan and have his albums. I've already bought them and all that.
2: Honestly, I started buying Lecrae's album when he made his transition, and I'll just say it, even though it sounds mean from being cheesy Christian hip-hop to – but even he, in interviews, has made a distinction of I used to – rap only for christians and i had to learn lyrically how to rap to everyone and that's when i started buying this stuff i can't really listen to a super old stuff just like i can't listen to any artist that takes that approach yeah i think the neat thing that i take from that interview and what he said my favorite
1: thing by a long shot was the way he was talking about the other uh guys at the hip-hop game that are considered completely secular they may talk about god in a you know at a word show or something like that but you know, they're they're way out there in a way that most people would say they're not Christian, and he doesn't go there. He just says, well, look at me. Like, if I didn't have the support I did yeah. and the things that unfolded the way in my life, I might sit in here and be saying, uh, I love God, but also, at the same time, I be, could be caught up totally in drugs and sex and all yeah. that other stuff, too. And he, I mean, that's true. And, that, and anybody out there that feels that way, like, well, they should just have it together like me, or they can't really be a Christian because they don't do what I do, well, he he doesn't see him that way. It's the people that he hobnobs with and knows, yeah. and I thought that was awesome.
2: Yeah, I know a lot of people have asked that question. You know, how how do you get a, a hip hop star that says something about Jesus saving them and their sins being forgiven, and then the very next song or maybe even the next line he's talking about you know drugs and womanizing and that sort of thing? And most people's answer to that would be, well, it's it's a cultural thing. Um, they've grown up to believe in Jesus and stuff, and so it's a part of their belief, not a part of their life. Where Lecrae. He didn't go there. He said, "No, oh, I mean maybe they are Christians. Mm-hmm. I think he assumes they are, and I think that's a good approach to take. Let's if someone says something about Jesus, let's not assume that they're not a Christian. Let's assume that if based their on actions, their behavior. If their actions don't match up to the words, assume maybe God's working on them. So even like stages. that, even
1: like that thing we put up where it was a girl that's a current." porn star that thinks apparently that's okay and
0: she's a christian
2: my assumption is she's a christian after looking at that
0: well i I do believe that your sin or your good works don't get you in or kick you out of heaven so i believe god's grace is that amazing now people want to see the works that's what's funny is the people want to see the works they want they want to see the worst and be better than the worst that's all it is i mean there's a large christian community that wants a gay person to go yep i'm not going to be gay for christ and then they think they're totally good Okay, you're, you're fine with me now, but, but I just think that's really such a small, minute thing. Even if you, think, uh, if you think sex outside of a marriage is a sin, if you think that cheating on your text is a sin, if you think abortion is sin and all this stuff, those are things that you happen, you experience, you do, you sinfully do, but at the same time, that does not keep you from the love of Jesus Christ. Just like the woman caught in adultery, he did not go. Your adultery keeps you out of heaven. He says, go, I do not condemn you. Go and sin no more. Up. and she did sing, I bet,
2: yeah, I bet you, I bet you she did too, so
0: yes, um well one thing that kind of stuck out to me with Lecrae was I just thought it was really uh transparent for him to talk about uh how he had uh basically uh, convinced his girlfriend at the time to have an abortion. Yeah. Um, first of all, that, that's huge for a Christian person to just come out and go, first of all, yeah, of course I was having sex with my girlfriend, and then also we had a baby and I convinced her. Because he made a great point. It really doesn't have – I mean, when you think about abortion, you think about a mother making a choice to I- end a baby's life or something like that. But, like, he's going a step further, which is – and it's so true. Uh, the male – you need a male to have a baby – and also, that male is responsible for the baby uh, living or being aborted, just mm-hmm. as much as the mother. And I, I, it always is so tough to see single moms or whatever trying to having to make that decision. Um, and we, like, I, I fully believe that once conception, that the baby is alive. I do not condone abortion. I think it's just terrible. What I've said for the for such a long time now, though, is. If if Christians really hate abortion, let's let's be a village and ra- help raise those kids. If we if we overwhelmingly came with support and finances and said, no matter what, hey hey mom, uh hey hey uh, son, whoever's had you know got a girl pregnant, uh we are here to help you raise this child. No matter what, we want abortion to be over. We think that we can support you financially. Uh, emotionally, spiritually, we want to do everything we can. I think that would obliterate abortion in the first place. Then we wouldn't have to talk about it anymore. But what we do is we just say, "Hey, don't go get aborted. See you later. Right. Don't, don't don't abort a baby. See you later. Okay, going on, on your. Oh yeah, my, my taxes help pay for that. You know, you're going to get support. That no, we need to be a church. We need to love these people.
2: You know what I think is interesting is um, how Lecrae didn't. He didn't apologize and overcompensate for that confession. I've talked to a lot of Christians and I've done this too myself. But I've heard someone say, Yeah, you know, when I had sex with my wife before we were married, or when I had sex, I used to have sex before I was a Christian. And then they'll immediately say, But that's totally, I'm a new creation that's covered in the blood and uh, all things are passed away and all that stuff. Like, it's almost like, Well, you're talking to a Christian audience. We know that. Why do you feel the need to make that? known we know that's the whole gospel once you're uh, lost now you're saved it's just kind of like a, a weird thing that we tend to do When we admit a sin we immediately go into yeah yeah yeah. but obviously you know i don't yeah. do that anymore
1: yeah that's the pressure put on by just you know looking good or or whatever just like i know it's weird because it's a misplaced thing where you think but if somebody else hears me say that what if i cause them to do it and that's really silly to take that much responsibility and think if i did something that was bad or wrong like i said in our book when i got drunk um yeah i did that i did it i was a christian i got drunk and that's what it is what it is i mean nothing to it it's not the only time i've done it either right and so now do i need to give you a gospel lesson or can you just hear me say that and then does that make you want to go do it or not i mean I'll, i'll let you deal with that right but that's true.
0: Yeah, I think people get uh, confused even with our our name, bad Christian. They go, "Yeah, but you've been washing the blood. You're perfect now to Jesus. You know, you're perfect now. God, Jesus died for you, and now you are a perfect creation. You have been renewed." I agree. I think that we've been washing the blood when when uh, salvation happens. That you you are uh, saved. But my point is god sees us as jesus now but that does not exclude that we are continuing to sin which is my point we're not trying to make light of sin right we're saying you're going to do it all we're saying is the facts show you right. no matter what i would say 100 percent of all christians who get saved sin a ton probably no, no one of, they, of they, they, they always sin they, they right. don't they don't stop sinning and that's why you continuously need jesus you're being renewed uh uh constantly and so that's why we are bad christian great savior he's doing the renewing he's doing the work in our life he is our moral standard not this thing where we say well if we don't drink this too much or we don't drink at all and we we stand strong against this this topic and this situation this cultural issue then we're christian no you're christian because of jesus christ
2: not because of you yeah and the whole gift of salvation it is a declaration and god single-handedly made us righteous it's like a analogy would be Uh, The same conversation I had with Priscilla about an hour ago, she told me that Waylon at church walked around the classroom and and the parent had to tell the pastor's wife, yeah, Waylon punched one kid in their private spot, (laughs) spit on another. I mean, it's like, oh, my gosh. Now, we're doing the best we can to raise him the right way. There will be consequences and stuff. But here's one thing that doesn't change. My love for him and my complete devotion for Waylon did not change. But because of my love and devotion for him, that doesn't make him a a good kid. No, no, he he was a very bad kid today. And what I say about him and what I feel about him does not change. And that's where that's the position that we're all in as Christians. So, yeah, he's probably do y'all
1: think we got way, way, way. preachy <laughs> since we've been doing this <laughs> living room tour and all that stuff? Have we gotten preachy? Well, it sounds like this episode's full of us preaching. Huh? You know yeah, it feels that way. <laughs> and I, you
0: know what? I think it's probably for me. I, I feel like I'm kind of I have a little angst against myself. I really do tired of hearing myself talk sometimes and that's what we're doing we're doing these podcasts where we're talking we're in the car driving you know from portland to chico california for what nine ten hours or whatever and we're just talking and we're just talking and sometimes i just think i feel like man i'm really full of shit why why in the world would anybody listen to me and i am i feel that way sometimes on
2: sunday mornings honestly like yeah i'm just like i do too and
0: (laughs) and that's what i feel like i just want to be able to feel that way because it's, it's natural right like that's what i'm saying like i to be at church on Sunday morning and go, man, this is boring, or I don't want to be here, or, man, I'm a Christian, and I just don't care about reading my Bible at all today. or whatever. Those are natural feelings. Now, we can try to fight against that. We, can, we know the benefits from doing those things, so we should do those things. But we, sh- we don't have to hide that we feel that way. Yeah. Like, I, well, like one time, uh, Joey, before I actually worked at Seacoast, um, you had me lead uh, like a section of uh, one of your youth groups that you oh, yeah. used to have at your house. And I was just sitting there. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to ask a real question here. We were talking, and they were all kind of giving, you know, I was following some of the questions, and they were kind of giving, like, the Christianese answers, and right. they all sounded right. And I was like, hey, let me ask you a question, guys. Um, how often do you read your Bible? Well, you know, sometimes I struggle, but, you know, I try to. And I was like, why don't you read your Bible? What is it? And they try to give, you know, well, sometimes I get caught up in my time. And it, it sounded like adults. You know, I, I'm super busy. And and I was like, yeah. Could it, I said, you ever just bored of it? I said, you get bored reading the Bible. And a lot of people go. Yeah, it's kind of boring sometimes. And I was like, whoa, here we go. Now we're getting somewhere. Right. That's okay. Right. You don't always have to be so excited and stoked to read the Bible and force yourself to. I mean, it's just it, I mean, literally if if the government said no matter what you have to read all the tax rules from the IRS every day so you're really on top of it or you're going to be in big trouble, you're going to go to jail. It would it could be boring sometimes. Right. You know what I mean? Like uh, what there's books
2: that are boring. There's days that things can be boring, and that's all right. I'll actually get in the car on a Sunday morning, and Priscilla can tell – this is after church. Priscilla can tell I'm a little bummed out, and it really is due to the fact, like, I don't I, – like, sometimes I feel so stupid that I'm the person that everyone's looking at for and, – and I get the leadership thing. I get that God is using me in that capacity. But here, I think the flip side of that is it would be really messed up if I got up in front of stage and thinking to myself, I am these people's gift, like – they are very lucky to be sitting in these seats right now listening to me. So I guess if I had to swing one way, it would it would be in the direction of being like, man, I, I don't even like hearing myself talk. Yeah.
1: Toby, when is the main time that you don't feel full of shit? You know
2: the number one time I don't feel like shit, Matt? When is that?
0: Because I'm just reporting on the truth.
2: Oh, my goodness. Uh, this is the time where I feel the most like shit <laughs> through this shit. Oh, that shit, must be man. why you're eating a gallon of ice cream. <laughs> Here we go.
0: In a world where sometimes you just feel like shit, <laughs> and you need a little truth to wipe the shit away, here I am. My name is Toby Murray. I'm the truth of toilet paper, and I'm here to give you the truth. truth toilet
2: paper. <laughs> I'm here to wipe the shit away from from your butt, and I'm here to say this is bullshit.
0: <laughs> Before we start the news, that was a good point. Why do they call it bullshit? Wouldn't regular shit be just as bad? Like, why is bulls get the... Human so, is worse. Yeah, I know. I'd, sure. I mean... Yeah, man, bulls get a lot of credit. Yeah, I know. Like, man, their
2: their shit is the worst. I mean, what if we went around saying, ah, s- that's snake shit. <laughs> <laughs> man, look at that. Go- you're, you're full of gopher shit. <laughs> man, you're so full of eagle shit. <laughs> Elk shit. I mean, that's not true. <laughs>
0: All right. Let me give you a little truth. Let me give you a little truth. Now this was I I I I was on the scene for this first news segment.
2: You were on the scene? So were you. Oh. <laughs>
0: and Matt, so were you. We were we were there at the scene of this incident.
2: So where is this being reported from?
0: Well, this this is uh I'm I'm reporting on the story that happened a couple of days ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh Bad Christian and and Emory, two of the guys from Emery, their names are Matt Carter, Toby Morrell, and Joey Svensson, had just left uh, after their Bad Christian performance, Joshua Fest, in Quincy, California. And, of course, they were hungry. So they went to Safeway, got some frozen pizzas and some ice cream, and were driving back to their hotel. Now, many people do not know this, but Joey Svensson, is one of the worst drivers (laughs) on record in the history of the world and does not know anything about direction. So Matt Carter cried out to him, Joey, there is our hotel. And Joey swerved into the hotel parking lot, which was only about four parking spaces, at almost probably 30 miles an hour, slammed on the brakes, and then we started to get out. But guess what happened? There were blue lights behind us. A police officer came up to the car and asked Joey Svenson to please put his hands on the steering wheel. It was three in the morning, uh, and, at, and Joe, at that point yep. in
2: time, Matt thought things were going downhill fast.
0: Yep. So I could. So Matt and Matt Carter and Toby Morrell could tell that Joey was nervous because he farted and started crying. <laughs> He put his hands on the steering wheel, and the officer said, do you know how fast you were going? Now, the officer did report that the speed limit was 45 at first, and he, he said, said was that going we were going 53. We were going 53 <laughs> so we were like, whoa, that's crazy. That's only like eight miles. Really? This is a speed trap. Um, Toby Morrell was sitting in the back seat, and he saw that the officer had waved up his partner for backup. Yeah. So here's where the story gets interesting. The guys in Bad Christian in Emory had just left from doing a Bad Christian show where they were talking about God and being transparent and open and how God can change you and do all these things. The second officer arrived at the window, asked Toby to roll down his window and sh- shone a flashlight into the car and said, Sir, why don't you have your seatbelt on? Toby proceeded to say this. I did. I took it off when we pulled in. <laughs> <laughs> Toby looked the officer in the eye and said, "I did have my seatbelt on when we pulled into the parking lot.
2: I the, took it off." Then
0: the officer promptly challenges
1: Toby and says, "No, you." He said, no, he "Oh said, yeah." He, he said, said, "Oh, you did." Then where's your buckle? Yeah. And then Toby the... looks down, and of course Toby's sitting all, directly on the buckle. Yep. And, and I the said, "Here it says, is." Officer says, "Oh, so you just had your seatbelt on, but now you're sitting on top of your buckle, huh?" And I looked him in the eye and said,
2: "Yes, sir." <laughs> and then and the conversation t- <laughs> ended by the cop saying, "Come on, man, <laughs> just put
0: your seatbelt on when you drive." Around. And I was like. I did. <laughs> <laughs> so we, I would like to the, – the story ends with the police officers let us go, and they said, please drive slower and wear your seatbelts. And but, he also
2: said that it was uh, 40 miles per hour, not 45. Yeah, so, so Joey I, was actually
0: going 13 miles over the speed. limit. Yeah.
2: But I will say that um, Matt obviously felt the need to critique every single one of our personalities in going through that, and he said that I was very scared. And I have to admit that I was not scared. But my approach with officers when I get pulled is I am as nice as I could possibly be. I'm yes, sir. I'm so no, that's sorry. Good. That's a good approach. And I thought that it would be helpful for them to know that we are not from around here. So I said we're not even from around here. I didn't know the speed limit, and uh, I no, think that's, that's okay. Yeah,
1: I just sensed that you were nervous. I think challenging the officer directly, however, is not typically the best now, idea.
2: Do you think Toby did
1: that? He I, did, but but I give Toby <laughs> credit because he pulled it off. The officer thought. The officer thought Toby was lying, and then the officer knew Toby was lying, <laughs> and then Toby came back so strong on even something that sounded absurd, like he just, whatever that was, that he took it off just now, put it like that, and sat on it, and then looked at the officer directly. The officer had no choice but to buy it, <laughs> but the officer did not believe it. So that I don't think that's the best approach, it, it really, but it, it did work 100 well, well, I'll
0: tell my reasoning behind it. When he said 45 and you were going 53, I was like, man, they're just trying to give us a ticket here. These guys are jerks. I'm not going to allow them to get me – for a seatbelt violation too. So I immediately decided in my brain, I'm just going to straight up lie. But <laughs> after I left Joshua Fest where we had talked about being transparent and God changing all this stuff, I thought it was really funny in my brain after doing that, that I actually felt bad. I was like, man, should I actually go back to that police officer and apologize? I did think, I was like, I bet I could ride down the road, find them, and say, hey, listen, you were right, I, I was lying. But I slept soundly after eating frozen pizza.
1: <laughs> if, you wanted, if you wanted to find the officer, let him know it. You didn't. You wouldn't know where he was. So you would just have to get out and swerve around yeah. the roads at a high speed <laughs> to find him.
2: <laughs> All right. This well, I've never been a part of your news story. Yeah, I know you. Well, were, actually, you're, you've probably had a fat person news story and included me in it. So you're probably right. Yeah. Um, this next one,
0: Joey, I was uh, interested in hearing your opinion on this one because it de- deals with depression. Okay. And you uh, live with depression and take medication, and um, so Gene Simmons apologizes for telling addicts and the depressed to kill themselves. (laughs) This has been kind of ongoing for the last few weeks. Um, And this is from Pam Wright. uh, Life, And she writes, uh, Gene Simmons, bassist for the iconic rock group Kiss, has issued two apologies for appalling comments that he made during recent interviews. He said, no, I don't get along with anybody who's a drug addict and has a dark cloud over their head and sees themselves as a victim. Drug addicts and alcoholics are always, the world is a harsh place, my mother was in a concentration camp in Nazi Germany. I don't want to hear effing all about the world is a harsh place. Uh, she gets up every day, smells the roses, and love lights, loves life. And for a putz 20-year-old kid to say, I'm depressed, I live in Seattle, F you, then kill yourself. <laughs> and that's just some of the things he said. So obviously there was an uproar and saying, hey, man, depression's a real thing. You cannot just say, go kill yourself because... And he made light of its meaning it's just a choice you made. Yep. And, the, Joey, do you ever get that? Like, You probably even feel that from us. Like, well, Do you think, like even our interaction with you, does it come across like we think it's just a choice you're making to be
2: depressed? Well, I think a lot of people think that. And I think that it's human nature for you guys not knowing what it feels like to make that assumption even if you don't want to. You know? I mean, yeah. I, th- I think that there's got to be a natural inclination in you guys just to be like, hey, you don't have to be this way. Definitely. And honestly, I, I think that there's a little bit of truth to a depressed person. Here, here's what I think. A depressed person can make up their mind with how they are going to respond to it, but they cannot make up their mind not to be depressed. That's where I think that we fall into a huge, sharp disagreement between the depressed and the non-depressed is I can't decide not to be depressed just like you can't decide not to have diabetes or else you're going to start believing in, you know, mind healing and all that stuff, which I guess there's some legitimate. Well, no matter somewhere. what, there's
1: always going to be a problem with labeling. There's There's no way around it because uh, that I can see because when you diagnose and label uh, tons of times people can and do use that <laughs> as an identity and even a defense or an excuse as well. Wouldn't you agree? I don't mean to sound insensitive saying that. But as soon as you believe, oh, I'm the kind of person who gets angry easy. Even if that diagnosis, it's easier to to act and do that, repeat that behavior because you've already assumed it's part of who you are. So when you get a medical diagnosis of that, then it's easy. It's easier to say, well, I'm depressed, so I just can't do anything. That's one way I look at it. Yeah, but at the I, same time, there's really stuff going on that I don't understand and it's hard to deal with. Yeah. So it's always going to be a problem. Like I, I think one good treatment for depression or any identity is to is to deemphasize the identity. So I think yeah. people that are depressed are brought along by not by Gene Simmons' comments but by people motivating them, pushing them through it. Maybe sensitively, but Joe, you're not depressed, Joey. you're Joey. Let's go. I know you're I know you're just moping today, but come on. We're here with you. We're going to move forward. Right. You know what I mean? You don't you don't just get to sit back and say, I'm depressed, Joey. That's why I said something mean to you and I'm going to avoid you all day. Right.
0: I think the thing with me, too, is, and this is, is where we talked about this before, and this is where I struggle, like, I feel like I am, I have something inside of me that is quick to anger, and because it affects people so strongly, it can be very off-putting, it can be hurtful, like, with to Jeff, officers, right, so Joey's depression, or, um, you know, what, I was going to use another analogy, but I won't, but, like, with Joey's depression, it It really affects him, but like he's not being intentionally hurtful to somebody else or anything like that, right? Right. So that's where I go, well, huh. Will eventually all things be needed? You know, is the world getting to where all things would need to be medicated? For example, I could, is there a pill that I could take that that makes me less reactionary? It could be. If if somebody could
1: come up with one, then there would be.
0: And is that, that's what I'm saying, that's part of my identity of of what people would put on me. Mm -hmm. You go, man, maybe Toby's hot headed or man, Toby's really funny. Or if there was a hot,
1: if, if hot headed, disorder was in the DSM-5 and had 19 different uh FDA approved medications for it then you would be more so officially hot headed disorder you know what i mean you would become there's a good chance that you could become more of that by being labeled it is what i'm saying
0: yeah but I, what i'm saying is i think like it it is once again it's that labeling thing where like it, for example we've talked about serial killers before but there's a if there's serial killers out there that have some kind of chemical imbalance that makes them go you know what the only way I can get off sexually is to kill and rape and cut the flesh off this person like that's oh man that's bad that one's really bad and it is uh, it is really bad we we have to protect ourselves I I think it's terrible but all I'm saying is could, should we not like kind of start where they have something wrong, and we got to give them a little bit of a space here to help them rather than just go, they're terrible, kill them? Or is it just because the worse it gets, the, you know, an angry guy hits his wife, yeah, that's way worse than depression. So that guy's worse than somebody that, you know, just because it doesn't affect them. That's yeah, tough. I mean, I, I think guess it's, I don't know if I'm out here on a limb. Well, I, I don't know a if I'm think it's a nature-nurture
2: issue, and I I think it's a person-by-person person deal. Like, let's face it, the child predator – uh, many of them have have said, "Don't let me out. Yeah. I will do it again." So basically, now obviously, uh, I would say probably most of these guys that are saying that are not Christians, and so they are owning that identity. But they're basically saying, "This is me. I will do it again." Um, so yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a person by person. Yeah, I feel like way.
0: I'm not articulating this well. What I'm trying to say is, are We put labels on things, and then we say they're worse than others, and that's what I think gets us in trouble. Just like uh, Christians will say, homosexual sex is way worse than uh, uh, heterosexual sex outside of marriage.
1: Humans need labels for things. That's our natural tendency, and it is useful, and that's why we do it. There are consequences negative from putting things in boxes, having things be labeled. That's that's all there is to it. We're not going to stop labeling everything. Everything in the world can't be a super long gray spectrum, but probably more stuff should be, as my opinion. I think labels can be destructive to people um, at the same time. So, but we're not going to get away from it.
2: So, Gene Simmons, does that make you lose respect for him? No, or? I
1: mean he just said something. I don't. I never. Ne- nobody ever needs to publicly apologize. I don't think for stuff like that. He shouldn't have said it. But uh, you can like him or you can not like him. I don't care. No. I don't need, I don't need. I don't think he should have said that. You're depressed. Do you feel like he owes you an apology? No. Of course y'all, not. Y'all want to hear something so,
2: really funny though? Is I I know there's a lot of names that I know, and I was pretty sure that he was in like a big time uh, rock band of the classic days. And I even thought I think he's in Kiss. But as Toby was saying the story, I was googling who Gene Simmons is, and I typed in J E A N Simmons, and it was like an old actress from the 1940s <laughs> and 50s. And I was like, wow, what a mean woman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to report uh, a news story that's probably going to happen in two weeks. Toby's going to shave his beard within the next two weeks. No, I, think I'm, gonna, I think
0: I'm going to wait till Christmas. I'm going to go on the Emory Tour coming up, uh, and then I'm going to shave it off. What's ice. the
1: Emory Tour coming up?
0: Well, the Emory Tour coming up is with us. It's called the Two-Headed Monster Tour. It's with us and Norma Jean in Night Versus. Artifacts Ar- for A.O. A- yeah, Yep. yep this is going to be awesome. It's going to start in Chicago, go down to – Charleston, South Carolina, down in Florida, and back up to Charleston, and then the second leg will start. We are Probably.
1: looking to do a second leg. Yep, yeah, we don't yeah. have it confirmed yet, but if you're Pretty out there in the West Coast and other places, we just stay tuned. We're not promising anything, but stay tuned for that. We do have VIP tickets available for that, where you can come meet us, hang out, and we're going to do acoustic full band acoustic performance.
0: That's at emoryvip. dot com. Sorry about my news. I did leave out one uh, bit of information that. Uh, when we got pulled over by the cops. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, nah, I just like to, go, just to add to
0: that you know, when we got pulled over, it was kind of scary. I said they let us go. They actually did give us a citation for Joey. Joey was actually carrying 200 pounds of crack. <laughs> <laughs>